Well, hello, Hillcrest family and friends. My name is Fred Schmidt, one of the pastors here at Hillcrest, and we are excited to offer you another edition of our Together We Believe podcast. We're looking at this as a supplement to our summer sermon series called Together We Believe. And we are excited to share some brief conversations with some of our own people about we, how we can, can practically and tangibly increase our experience of life and joy with Jesus and if you will, to kind of close this gap between what we believe to be true in our minds and what we experience as reality, as an expression of our heart and our emotions. So this week, uh, we're here with David Vartosik and Paul Morrison, and we're going to be talking about the creator of creation. So Paul, would you take a minute to introduce yourself and then... As you begin, maybe go way back into the, the recesses of your life experience and talk to us about some of your earliest memories of, of creation and God and, and maybe how science fit into that as well. Sure. Yeah, so, so as a kid, I, I attended a church where I wouldn't say I really engaged at all as a, as a child. And before you get there, as oh. much as we care about that, tell us a little bit about who you are, too. <laughs> if, you, if you gave us a small window. I know you engineers love to get straight to the details, but if you just gave a small window, I think you're married and you've got a couple kids. Okay, so I'm Paul Morrison. My wife is LaVey. My daughters are Brittany uh, and uh, Elise and son-in-laws Matt and Caleb. And then two granddaughters. And you got some kids. Yeah, you got some yeah. grandkids now. Yeah, yeah. You're getting old, Paul. I've been here a while. So, and I've been at Hillcrest actually since uh, the mid 1990s, a year or two before you, Fred. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I, I grew up, uh, or my kids grew up here. I also, when I was a child, grew up in a church, but not engaged. Um, it was one of those boring. I remember there was the long prayer, the short prayer, kind of this this traditional path. But honestly, I didn't much care. Um, so I heard the stories. I went to Sunday school and knew the Bible from a content standpoint. I knew there was a God. I knew there was, there was Jesus. Didn't have any concept of a personal connection there, but it was information gathering. And that was fine. And uh, fine all the way through those early years. And then by, by sixth grade science class, I came into a conflict. And that conflict was simply that I knew what the idea of a theory was, a, a scientific theory. I knew that there was a method of proving. There was a scientific method that we would go through. And then I was introduced to evolution, first time in sixth grade at that, at, at that uh, point in, uh, in our history. And in sixth grade, I was like, wait a minute. This is different than what I heard at Sunday school. Mm. And there can't be a conflict between Sunday and the rest of the week. They somehow have to fit together. And so I asked the question of my science teacher and quickly learned that science has a problem with God. And specifically, you don't ask the God question in science class. And so I didn't. I just stopped asking it. And unfortunately, in my case, you also didn't talk about science in church. And so I kind of, I saw that conflict and I just let it sit there. But it was always a question in my mind is every time we'd come into some scientific area, that seemed to have a theological impact, and just let it sit there. Hmm, something to think about later. 
And that wasn't verbalized. You just subconsciously experienced that and began to make this distinction. Sixth grade, you were pretty clearly not talking about God and science. So I just let it linger in my mind. And I let it linger in my mind till age 30. Mm. Um, so I'm at this point, um, I'm a closet geek. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, I, if I had to go to a confessional, it'd be, Father, forgive me for I have binged on Nova. <laughs> Um, science was just my thing. I loved math. I loved science. And, um, and for, for us illiterate people in the room, what's NOVA? NOVA is a, a PBS science series that predates like Discovery and some of the other current day versions of it. But it was basically just deep science. Huh. And it didn't matter what aspect of science. I actually, physical sciences more. Fred, you like the more of the biological mm -hmm. sciences. Mm -hmm. But physical sciences... These are things that there's no dispute on. You know, basic laws of, of nature. Gravity always happens. Um, thermodynamics, everything always tends toward chaos. And all these other basic laws that were well established, I could actually do the math to derive it myself. You know, engineer by training. So all that stuff made perfect sense. There's no way you're going to mess with this science. And, and then it still came back to that God thing. I had kind of dismissed evolution because you look at physical science and you can't get to evolution. We have, we have errors and changes in gene structure and everything. We call it cancer. There's not an improvement in knowledge throughout all of, all of biology to the extent I know, but certainly to the extent physics says, even if you have some random, oops, this is a good thing, the system is going to tend toward chaos. It's going to tend toward it being a cancer. And so that all made sense to me, but I just kind of, again, let it hang out there. And then, um, again, we reached that point in my life. The kids were, uh, were being born, and what you did is you went to church. And so I went, you know, we sought out a church. Now that we're in a new community down here in Oregon, we went to this church, eh, nothing there. We went to that church, eh, nothing there. We came to Hillcrest, and it was, we, uh, we came here because our kids should be in church. We didn't connect that we needed God until then. And there's some emotion behind <laughs> that for you that uh, is, is really um, a blessing for me to see, because yeah. we've known each other for a long time. We've, we've been at Hillcrest about the same amount of time, and yet... Uh, to reflect back on what God did in bringing you and LaVey. I think you were from different church backgrounds, if I remember right, right. And, and brought you to a place like Hillcrest still brings out kind of an emotional response from you. We, we visited our, our own denominational churches here in town and didn't connect there and came here. And uh, like I said, we, we were thinking it was finding a, finding a place where our kid would feel welcomed and, and wanted. And because we, we, we saw that need. And, you know, first service, John Stream, one of our, our all-nation partners, saw we came in without a Bible. He found a Bible for us. He, mm -hmm. you know, he helped us find a place to sit. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just every, and, and this is a teenager at that, John's, John's a teenager at that time. Mm -hmm. What teenager f helps you connect? Mm -hmm. um, wasn't, wasn't what I grew up with. And so it was just everything about it. LaVeya and I went out in the car and um, just sat in our seats and looked at each other, and it's like, we didn't even have to say it. This was it. Found it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so what did that do for you in, in that, that's a turning point for you guys, not just in finding a building and a group of people, but spiritually. So how, how did that play out? Right. So, so what happened at that point is now, it suddenly seemed like I'm hearing the Bible in a new light. Hmm. I'm now hearing this not as historical stuff. I'm seeing personal relevance day to day. Um, stories that have direct relevance to my life at this point. And um, that was a change. And so now it was kind of like, huh, start having to deal with some of these things that I've just let sit there, such as science versus God or science through God. And again, being a scientist, being a uh, uh, math engineer, logic is a big thing mm -hmm. for me. And so I went through that logical process of, essentially, the, the end of it was recognizing you can't have faith by proving something. Hmm. Proof is something that's, if you could prove God, you wouldn't need faith. Mm -hmm. But faith is a requirement of God's. And yet I heard you say that God through science. And so there's still a rationale. I'd love you to develop that because you were a thoughtful guy that we use our reason to get to the end of our reason is, is mm -hmm. what I hear you saying. There's still a logical, <clears throat> rational process to our faith. And yet there's this limit to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think from that standpoint, I, like I said, I'd kind of thrown evolution out because the logic, the science doesn't support that. But even on the physics side, you can't ever get back to the question of in the beginning. And so when I really started reading the Bible, start at the front because that's how you read a book, <laughs> in the beginning God. And I realized actually for years that was my question. In the beginning, what's that fourth word? Is it God or in the beginning science or in the beginning Big Bang? Whatever. Physics says you have to start with something and if you actually start looking backwards, and some of this is stuff I realized after accepting. So what was interesting for me is that once I took the step of faith, proof became more obvious, more evident in my life. So looking at science again now, it's kind of hard to remember exactly what I was thinking then, but looking at it in retrospect, I can say I could be certain of, more certain of science proving God than I could of God or science misproving God. Hmm. And things, for example, Big Bang, what caused it? Something has to start. Laws of science say things don't just happen. Hmm. There has to be a cause to have an effect. Hmm. So you have to have something at the beginning. Entropy, things tend toward chaos. It's a law of the universe. You put a drip in a, in a glass and it disperses throughout whatever that dye is or whatever it disperses throughout it happens throughout the world so when you look at it from a, from that science side that physics side in the beginning god suddenly started making sense the perf the the start of the universe has to start with perfect order with ultimate power and then action Perfect order, ultimate power, sounds like God. God. Yeah. 
And so, again, some of these things just started fitting together. And you can get into all the science and the math behind how all this fits, but the reality is... That's when I started to fall asleep with science plans, so they started to just dribble on about all those details. But there's this awe and wonder that I hear you describing that began to click for you. Mm -hmm. what, what was that, as you engaged your mind, what, what was happening in your heart during those years? Yeah. If I claim to have this conviction and belief, if I can get to that point that in the beginning God, but it's not touching my heart, what would you tell me? What's that journey been like for you? If we can get to that point, because I hear that being pretty, pretty pivotal in your continued journey. We saw some emotion come from it as you landed in this community and didn't realize how important this community was going to be for you. If I can get to the point, and I, and I know and I believe in the beginning, God, but it's just not touching my heart, what might you tell me? I think for different people, it comes out in a different way. For me, again, with that science background, the in the beginning, God was the proof. The story of Christ, the, the plan of salvation, if there's a God, the plan of salvation, the story of Christ's life and his death and on my behalf, all that made sense. Maybe it made sense because I already had that background. But that all fits. It's logical. If, if God's going to create, why would he not want to interact with his creation? And for me, again, it was that science that got me there. But then from that point of this is a personal God who cares about me, from that point, it was easier for me to see a need for my own engagement, see a need for my own heart to change, and, and have that desire for that change come out of that. And so what you're saying is God is even big enough to awaken the heart of an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> it can happen. There's no guarantee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but right. Um, and then from that point, there was just a series of events that would happen through my life that would change me from... From, you know, from this career path to a new career path, and all of its, God became the center of that change. We were doing a study here at church, and how does God communicate with his people? Well, through prayer, through spiritual partners, through uh, time in his word, and all those things, and I, all of a sudden that's all happening with regard to, Paul, it's time for you to change your job. I'm not in this comfortable desk job, it's time for, to you, to, for you to make a change. That happened. And so I felt this responsibility. Okay, God, you're calling me out in this way. I'm going to follow this. And then as I do that, I start seeing all these other parts fit into place. So seeing God interact with me on a day-to-day -day basis as I take steps and follow him, some of which were scary steps. Some of them are pretty easy. I love woodworking, so it's like easy to go into that. Mm -hmm. But... Is this something that God wanted me to do? I have to see that in order to, so it's, so it's that trust aspect of believing, taking those steps of, of faith based on a God who has revealed himself not only in creation, not only in his word, not only through science and all these other pathways, but through those personal interactions as you follow him. And, and so it's, it's not a static belief that in the beginning God, but it's dynamic and growing what does it feel like today for Paul to believe in this creator of creation? What does it feel like? If I have to put one word behind feeling, it's probably peace. You know, I, I lived for those first 30 years with, or from sixth grade on, with this conflict of, of is it this or is it that? And 
just reaching that point at, at age 30, 32 actually, there became a peace. And the more I know and experience God, the greater that peace gets. So at this point in like, do I worry about tomorrow? No. Do I expect there's gonna be challenges? Yeah. And what's but the connection? Make it as tight as you can, because I love where you're taking us. What's that tight connection between a belief in the creator of the creation and a feeling of peace? Why do those for you go hand in hand? I think it would be that I believe this creator actually is paying attention to my life and guiding my life and cares about my life. So to the extent I'm making decisions and moving forward in my life, I want to be hearing him and I want to be following him and recognizing the things that he's done so I see the next things that he does. Ah, your life isn't an accident. It wasn't just set into motion and this being stepped away from the scene but is intimately involved in those details and provides a peace in your life. It doesn't stop at in the beginning. It's daily. Man. It's like a drug for an engineer to talk about feelings. I mean, this is just, doesn't it just if you want more of it? Or you're like, oh, I never want to go near that again. Let me go back in my woodworking closet. Ah. I'd be curious, you know, in, in, in your line of work right now, you get to be out in the woods, you get to cut logs, you get to build things, um, you get to experience the creator of creation in different ways. What, what stands out to you as some of the more meaningful ways that God continues to reveal himself through his creation. Um, I see it as I open up a log. You know, you, you, you make that first uh, cut on a log, you see the grain that God placed there and developed for 30, 50, 80 years so I could see it. Hmm. It's a personal gift for me. And then it becomes a personal gift for me figuring out how to use that to glorify him in, in a product. And ideally, you know, if I'm, if I'm cons um, consistent in my praying for the process, praying for the person who's going to be getting that, mm -hmm. there is that opportunity for me to share something there is what I've seen, you know, that's, this is a design. Yeah, mm -hmm. Not my work. I'm just exhibiting the design that God oh, created for us to see. And there's, there's different aspects that you get to play out. I wish I were more consistent in the ways I play those out. And that's, again, that's that responsibility, that duty I think we're all looking at is, are there ways that we connect day to day, week in, week out with our, uh, with our creator and with those around us? How would you encourage us, wherever we find ourselves on this spiritual journey, uh, maybe just continuing to get to know the creator of creation, or we're convinced of that, just aren't experiencing it as much as we'd like, how might you encourage us wherever we might find ourselves in the spiritual journey. As far as ongoing with individuals, just watch and see. Um, you know, the, the pray, watch, step line that we've used here, um, you, you see the same thing happening. Whether you're a believer or not, you can still pray. You can still watch for ways in which God may be involved, whether it's in the beauty of creation or in this detail of science. Um, and you can be willing to take steps, however small they might be, whether it's bringing up God in a conversation, bringing up creation versus evolution. I mean, just different little details that, that can fit into, uh, into daily life without offense. 
Or, for that matter, if you're struggling and you happen to be in that scientific side, find any of a couple dozen engineers slash scientists in this building and engage with them. Better understand who this creator is who's amazing. Pray for the creator to reveal himself more fully. Right. Engage in conversations with others about the creator of creation and then watch for those moments and then step when they come into your life. Hey, thank you so much, Paul, uh, for sharing your heart. Uh, thank you, David. Always a pleasure to work with you. Watch for next week's podcast coming out on the weekly e-news in your email inbox or go to our website and you can click under media and find Together We Believe.